Hello, everyone. I'm Pete. And I'm Tanya. This is What's the Dill? (laughs) Thanks so much for listening. that woohoo again woohoo <laughs> cringy no sure i don't th- was it cringy no you guys tell us <laughs> um so we're back for another episode episode number 10 one thing people have told us wow you guys are really cranking on episodes yeah yeah a lot of people have told us like wow you guys they're really coming out twice a week <laughs> Like, what did you think this was? You think we were just going to start it and stop it? You think we were going to put it on? You think I made a logo just to start it and stop it? Mm-hmm. It's been so wonderful to get feedback from everyone. Um, it's really cool. We've we've told some people we've just met, like, hey, we started a podcast, which is so funny because it's like, are we pr- are we plugging our own podcast? I is know. this weird? Is this cringy? She would yeah. be like, oh, like you should listen to our podcast, and they just like their eyes glaze over. <laughs> No, I think we've gotten really good feedback. I mean, granted, again, the feedback we've gotten so far is, like, from friends and family. But even so, like, I love that we're getting emails from friends. I love that we're getting, like, comments. I love that we're getting reviews. It's just so cool to see it come to life. I agree. There is a movement happening with What's the Deal. <laughs> I agree. It's been so much fun to um, get feedback and do this because it's been so fun for us. Um uh, I really think there's been some, some a real value add for us and hopefully for other people too. All right, so Tanya, what is our subject today? Yeah, today we're going to be talking about the five love languages. And we read the book. Uh, somebody gave it to us. Actually, your brother and sister-in-law gave it to us for marriage. And we've learned a lot from it. And we just wanted to share what we've learned and kind of talk to people about our love languages. Yeah, it's a very interesting book that I think has been... You know, millions of copies sold. Um, a lot of people talk about it. It's very popular for people to talk about within relationships, the five love languages. Um, but we read the book, even though we both knew about it, and it was it was helpful. I think it was really great for us to read together, which is a fun little activity to do. Oh, let's sit down and read a chapter. Yeah, yeah, it was a lot of fun. It also, like, it definitely brought on some harder topics, I guess. Like I remember reading through it and stopping and pausing and kind of going a little deeper and feeling uncomfortable and crying sometimes. <laughs> not that it was, I cry for everything. So not that it was bad, but it also brought up a lot of. It brought up a lot of conversations between us Yeah, because we kind of discovered your love language, how you receive was different than what you thought. Yes. And we really qualified my love language for how I receive. So we'll get into our kind of personal stories uh, about the book and about the love languages. But let's break down um, what this book is and what it's about. The Five Love Languages is written by a man named Gary Chapman. And the thesis of this book, remember the word thesis? Remember that in school? <laughs> Back in the day. Yeah. You always had to say thesis to teach you, like, what's the thesis? Yeah. And you're like, um, I don't know, Thomas Edison like invented stuff. That's the thesis. <laughs> and they'd be like, no, 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 what's the thesis? You're like, Inventions were made by Thomas Edison? I don't know. (laughs) His thesis is that in a relationship, 
each person gives and receives a type of love. And there are five love languages. He's a marriage counselor, and he saw a lot of married couples and a lot of people in relationships, and they were on different wavelengths. Mm -hmm. There was something blocking their relationship, and he couldn't understand, and they couldn't understand what was wrong. And what he found was that these five love languages offer a greater insight into how we operate Mm -hmm. in a relationship, how I operate and say I love you, and how you operate and say I love you. Yeah, and what's really neat about these five love languages and the book is that he explains that you're essentially speaking a different language depending on that love language. So here are the five love languages. It's words of affirmation, physical touch, quality time, gift giving, and acts of service. And so if you give with one of these love languages a certain way. For example. For example, if somebody gives love by physical touch, but the other person receives love more by acts of service, they're speaking essentially two different languages. And so what he did was kind of, like you said, he went a little deeper to give more insight on understanding how your spouse can give love, but also receive it for your sake. Right. Exactly. I agree with you hundred percent, Tanya. It's a greater way to understand the depth of our love together. Um, so in your example, Tanya, if a person comes home from work and just wants a big hug um, from their spouse, but the other, but the spouse is running around vacuuming. Right. The spouse that's maybe vacuuming because of acts of service is saying, look how much I love you. I'm vacuuming. Mm -hmm. But this other spouse that came home and just wants a hug is saying, hey, I'm here. I'm home. I want a hug. And you're just like doing different chores. Even though they're both, one's trying to say I love you. The other's trying to get the other person to say I love you. Mm -hmm. But it's it's like two ships at sea missing each other because they're speaking different languages. Um, So it's a very good, it's a very, it's helpful. Now, this is not the end all. Of, definitely not the end-all, be-all. This is not the end-all for happiness in our marriage. I think we've discovered that. But it is a fun and interesting way to better understand each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and we actually came to a very nice um, understanding through through an exercise that we'll get into later about how we were able to understand what the other one was doing. You were able to understand what I needed and then what I give right. a little better. Um, and we'll, we'll and we'll get into that. I know that you gave a love language, but I didn't know that you received a love language. You thought there was just like one love language that you had, and you gave and received both ways. Yeah. So I was like, okay, so I can I give a love language and I receive that love language, but um, you it can be different. And so for me, actually, both of us they're they're different. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The way we give love is different from the way we receive love. Yeah. It's different for both of us. And in the book, he he says there's a primary love language, um, but he also says that we give and receive a little bit of each of these, but we have like a primary one. Now, I feel like I kind of touch and everything, you know, I'm such a, I'm, <laughs> so I'm such a, so yeah, such a diverse Renaissance diverse man. You know, I can do all of these. I can give <laughs> and receive all of these. Well, I'm sure everybody can actually. <laughs> he, he does say that. Um, but a reason I like it is because it's like saying this. If I'm washing the dishes, I'm saying I love you. If you are giving a gift, that's a way of saying I love you. Mm -hmm. 
And if I don't know that, if I don't know that you're giving a gift and saying, I love you, what if I never say thank you for the gift? What if I'm just like, oh, okay, cool. So it's, it's, I like the idea of language because you have to be able to understand a language to really deeply communicate. Mm-hmm. Um, now that's, that's maybe, or maybe not our love languages. We'll find out later. Stay tuned and find out. So again, this is not the end all be all for marriages, but the love languages are a useful tool to improve how we communicate and express ourselves to each other. So Tanya. Let's get into our love languages. Again, this is why people are listening, right? I mean, to listen to our story with this. Okay, so Tanya, what are your love languages? So my love languages, like you said, are different from each other. I receive words of affirmation and I give love through quality time. So what that means essentially is if I want to show somebody that I love them, I'm going to spend one-on-one time with them. I'm going to be very intentional about going for a walk with them or just just spending hours with them and kind of talking with them. Um, Receive, I receive words of affirmation. That basically means like I love hearing good things about me. (laughs) Well, it's more than that. but (laughs) Yeah, by receiving words of affirmation, it just means that I like hearing the words from you. I love hearing the words, I love you. I love hearing the words, good job. And I need that even, I mean, I know we're not going to go into like professional settings or anything, but even professionally, I know that the way I receive and my boss knows that I receive words of affirmation. So he's very intentional with making sure that he tells me, you did a great job at the event. You did a great job doing this. And um, yeah, and they're different. I receive Words of affirmation, and I give quality time. What's really cool about um, your love language of words of affirmation, when we first read it, we weren't really sure what your uh, receiving love language was. I think you said it was, I think we said like, oh, you are a, you receive physical touch. I think so. I think we thought that's what it was. But then as we read it, we realized you receive by words of affirmation. Um, which is great to know because if, so my give is acts of service. So what we learned is that if I'm washing the dishes, which we talked about it a lot, we've talked about dishes, we talked about little house chores and what that means. So an example, a very personal example for us, what happened was that I would be washing the dishes. And if Tanya, you we're like, okay, cool. You're washing the dishes. Great. You took that task away. Mm-hmm. It does. Okay, great. Like I don't have to do them. That sounds good. That was me saying, I love you. And I was trying to tell you, I love you. And you sometimes would just be like, okay, cool. Like Pete's washing the dishes. Oh, great. He washed them five days in a row. Cool. All right. That's great. Oh, and he's going to vacuum here. Oh, he's going to help change the light bulb. Oh, and he's going to figure out how to, oh, I'm just patting myself in the back. All these things that I do. <laughs> Moving on. So I'm saying, I love you that way, but how you receive it is words of affirmation. So maybe there was times that I wasn't saying I love you enough, or maybe there was times that I wasn't telling you, hey, great job. And mm-hmm. what I was trying to say is, Tanya, like, look how look how much well I'm loving you right. by washing the dishes. But what you needed was words of affirmation. So I thought I was really, really helping you right. by doing the dishes. But what you really needed was me to say, like, man, you're so good at your job. You're such a great wife. I love you so that much. That meal was great. You did such a good job cooking tonight. <laughs> exactly. You did such a good job cooking. And I was like, oh, that's great. It helped me realize that yeah. 
I'm just going to let you do the dishes. Yeah, exactly. And, <laughs> and just tell you how good of a job you're doing. You're doing such a good job, Tanya. Good for you. Yeah, there you go. You didn't miss any spots. <laughs> um, but it was it was something we learned because, again, I thought, oh, you want me to be doing all these dishes. This is great. But for you, it was like, cool, you're just doing chores. Mm-hmm. But you needed to. But what you needed me to do is to tell you everything is going to be okay. You're amazing. I love you so much. You're such a great wife. Um, so it was great for us. It was a great exercise for us. And what we learned was that we spoke the same language of quality time. So that did flow very well for us because I give through quality time and you receive through quality time. So it was, it was very – when we realized that, we were like, oh, that's why we probably love spending time together. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we love going on drives together. That's something right. we talked about. That's why we love going on walks together, just processing little day-to-day hangouts with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something I didn't know I received was quality time. Um, I think I balance between acts of service, but at the same time, I think who doesn't like things being taken off their plate? Who wouldn't <laughs> Who wouldn't like to be like, great, like you did, you did my taxes? Amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but we learned through reading this that my primary love language receiving is quality time and that's how you give it. Mm-hmm. So we were like, oh, this makes sense. Mm-hmm. This is why we love spending, spending time together <laughs> yeah, during a quarantine 24-7. <laughs> yeah, so it it was a very helpful book for us to read. It was a great book to read in our first year of marriage. Um, it was fun too. It was a fun thing to do, quality time. Yeah. It was fun to do together. Read a book together, that's yeah. quality time. We were already doing the homework. So it was a great book for us to read. Um, and anyone else out there, we would recommend it for any married couple, um, anyone in a relationship. Yeah. Anybody dating. Yeah. And uh, honestly, anyone, 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 anyone single, because it just helps you understand yourself better. Help me understand myself better. Um, and as I mentioned, it even carries over to other settings. So even professionally, you can kind of understand how your coworkers maybe give and receive love. Um, even like with my parents, I've learned how each parent gives and receives. So even that is has been really great to learn. Yeah. And again, this is not going to be the answer to every single question about my life, your life, Tanya, the greatest questions about our marriage and relationship. But it is a helpful way to communicate better the bedrock of our marriage, one, one of the bedrocks, communicating better. Um, so we recommend it, The Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman. Um, and just, you know, we had an open mind with it, and it was a really great way for us to learn more about each other. It's time for another segment of our wildly popular... (laughs) That thing you do. People really liked this segment. This has been one of the most pleasant surprises of doing this podcast because we wanted to do a segment and we decided on that thing you do, fun little cute game, and people have responded very positively to it. Yeah, people are loving it. So you got a question for me today. Tanya, I have a question for you. Tanya, that thing you do, why do you like constant background noise? You know, I don't think I realized how much I liked background noise until we got married and you kind of realized or you brought it to my attention like, oh my gosh, the TV is always on and you're not even watching or like you always have music on or uh, whatever it may be. And 
I don't know. I think so. I am the type that loves having background noise on all the time, whether I'm cooking, whether I'm like even working, I need background noise, whatever I'm doing, working out, obviously background noise, sometimes even like showering. I want to put music on in the background. (laughs) And I think it gives me a sense of like, I'm not alone. (laughs) Not to go like deep, 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 but I know you're always here, but I don't know. It makes me feel like... So is also the cast of Friends is also always here. The cast of Friends is always with us. And I think it just helps me feel comfort. It's similar to the the water glasses that I leave everywhere. There's a sense of comfort that comes with it. It makes me feel like, you know, we don't have kids yet. It's just the two of us. It makes me feel like we're in this loud house and there's people running around everywhere and there's noise everywhere. And I think I like that. And it brings comfort to me. So I just like kind of like this peaceful chaos, if that makes sense. And even working remote, it helps me feel a little more like, oh, I'm at a coffee shop. Like there's other people talking. You know, I kind of create this reality for myself. (laughs) That's great. And I think one of my favorite like tangents of background noise is that, Tanya, you like to walk, go out of the house. Oh, and I will leave music on or the TV on or something. Why? Because I've told Pete, like, leave it on because I like coming back to the house, walking in, and there being some sort of noise. Like you're walking into a place and people are like, hey, yeah. Tanya's here. All right, we got the jazz channel going. We're listening to some music. All right. Like my home is welcoming me back. <laughs> so we'll go out for a quick errand and Tanya will put on music and the diffuser, the central oils diffuser, yep. and leave it on. And then we walk in, there's music going. But... <laughs> There's a diffuser with essential oils in there, lavender essential oils, and we walk in, it's like our own coffee house. It is, exactly. Which the irony is I also, as I've said, like I love quiet time, alone time. So it's interesting. Right. Yeah. Well, I knew that, but now our listeners know that. Does anyone else do this? We need to know. You have to tell us in an email or in a comment. Does anyone else like have a lot of background noise on all the time? If you, Everyone's working from home now, or a lot of people are. Um, or do you leave have... like the radio on or music on or the TV on when you leave and then come back and it's on waiting for you. Does anybody do that? You, ha- you have to tell. If you do, you have to email <laughs> us and tell us that you do that because I need to know there's more people out there. I feel like there probably are some people yeah. out there. All right, Tanya, good to know why you do that thing you do. <laughs> okay, this was a very fun episode. Um, talked about the love languages, talked about your desire to keep noise on all the time in our apartment. (laughs) Thank you guys for coming back every time and listening to us. And this was a really fun topic. I love talking about love languages. Yeah. Yeah, guys. uh, It really is awesome that you guys are listening. We really, really appreciate it. Every text, every email has been so amazing to receive from people. Um, It's made it better that people are enjoying this and are getting something out of it. Mm -hmm. So thank you so much. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you're viewing. Um, yeah, and, and make sure you're contacting us. Let us know if you want to throw a topic at us. Let us know if you do some of these things that we do too. Um, we'd love to hear from you. We've Every time, if you've emailed us or texted us, we've talked about it. And it's brought a lot of joy to our day. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Thank you guys again for listening. And-